You're here. We're here. Together. The Rockaroo. Enter Sandman. Hey, do you think we could get the the rights to use that for this episode? That'd be cool. Probably, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Definitely not. I mean, the, uh, as far as uh, artists are concerned with music rights, they're like the number one leader in protecting them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is this, the 90s? Stuck in the 90s, Lars. <laughs> so to, to cash in on the tease from last week, we're going to go over – Batters and pitchers' favorite uh, walk-up music, and uh, what's it called when the reliever comes in? Um, jogging, jogging inter- music, entry music. Ent- I don't know. <laughs> entry music. No, that's uh, I'm, make, <laughs> I'm making stuff up. We did not tease that, but that's a good that's a good topic of conversation for some other uh, occasion. Yeah, we'll get some, uh, we'll reach out, maybe get some interviews, get some, uh, uh, maybe get someone on the Rocket Room and kind of talk to us about the walk-up music. Maybe Kyle Freeland, he seems to like to do stuff like that. He's a goofball. I was... Maybe, yeah, I was. he does seem like that. Yeah, I was, I was perusing his, his Twitter feed earlier today, and there was this... I guess they were doing a meeting with all the pitchers and the pitching coach, and he had dressed himself up as, uh, I guess they were calling him, (laughs) the caption said Professor Freeballin', which I don't really, (laughs) but he had these these round glasses and his hair was combed and he had a collared shirt and a tie on. And, And then there was also, there's this video of him doing trick golf shots with a ping pong ball which are pretty legit uh and i don't think it's fake so well that's awesome i mean maybe he should be you know fine-tuning his uh pitching that's form exactly but i like i like that too, you know i guess that's exactly <laughs> that's funny you say that because it's exactly what i was thinking and it's what i i think he's in a spot where if he wouldn't have had such the bad season he did last season, you know, stuff like that is okay. But when you have such a poor season after huge expectations, you know, finishing fourth in Cy Young type of expectations, pretty much anything you do, there's like, there's a grain of salt attached to it. Like, oh, hey, that's funny that you're dressing up as a professor and let's just focus on being being good out there yeah you know honestly it'd probably be better if he just went ahead and did that stuff but uh not in the public eye you know? <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be <laughs> fine too 
I mean, I get it. He's a, he's a human being that, you know, doesn't just live and breathe right. and die baseball. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous for us to think about that. You know, like, they, they always talk about guys like that. Oh, this is their, their life, their dream. They're getting to do what they loved as a kid, as a child. But the reality is, like, nobody can 100% focus on one thing always, forever. I mean, I, I was being pretty critical of Freeland just now for that, but <laughs> I mean, you know, that's just what we think as fans, you know, but that's not going to be the reality of life. Yeah. And, you know, you brought it up last episode about uh, a job's a job, it's still your job and no one likes their job, right? Right. Uh, and also it brings up, I don't know if you've seen this movie, Fever Pitch. Have you seen that movie? I have seen that movie. With yeah. Jimmy Fallon? I have. And, and uh, Drew Barrymore, Drew Barrymore, and yeah. done by the Farley brothers, the classic uh, brother duo who brought us Dumb and Dumber. Uh, we will always be grateful, grateful to them for that. Yes, yeah. I'll go out on a limb and just say that that is the best thing Jimmy Fallon has ever done. Yeah, I, you know, that was pre. It was post SNL pre Tonight Show or pre late. Yeah, I guess he started with the the late late show or whatever the hell the second one is called. But anyway, in that movie, so the movie, if you're not familiar, the movie follows a Boston Red Sox fan. And it's kind of, he's a, a super fanatic, Jimmy Fallon. And, you know, season tickets every year and lives and dies with the team. And then he meets this girl, Drew Barrymore. And it kind of separates him from his fanship and obviously there's you know conflict between those two things but there's this scene where he, I, I i don't recall it exactly how it happens but something along the lines where he's at a game and they blow the game and i don't know if they were in the the playoff hunt or or what but they blow this big game and he's super depressed and he goes out to dinner after the game and at the restaurant were Jason Veritek, Johnny Damon, and I believe Kevin Millar. I don't, or it may have just been the two of them, but they were these Red Sox players and they were like having dinner and laughing and enjoying themselves. And he's over there. This Red Sox fan is over there just, feeling like shit and feeling almost like he's got a a catch in his throat my god (laughs) we're not even 10 minutes in this thing and so it makes sense that veritech was there that's uh a a very stretch pun because he's the catcher is that yeah yeah yeah. okay yeah (laughs) but anyway (laughs) <laughs> so he's looking at them and he's like getting all mad and like, what, you know, what are they, what, why are they feeling so good? They just lost a big game. And then he stops and he thinks about it. And he's like, you know, they're just people. They're just out here. They're just athletes. Or, I mean, I guess some people would disagree with that term, but they're, they're sports figures. They're out here, uh, you know, just living their life. And he kind of goes into the, this thing about it is it really that big a deal the winning and losing and <coughs> man and another funny thing with that movie is 
that was, I think they made that in 2003, which was the season the Red Sox ended up winning the World Series and breaking the longtime quote-unquote curse. But the script, because they actually, they were at real games, like they filmed at real games and um, they had to rewrite the script because in the script, the original script was about how like, you know, the Red Sox always let their fans down and, and this and that. But the Red Sox ended up winning the World Series and they had to rewrite the script and rewrite the plot to fit the the Red Sox winning the World Series. So that's kind of a crazy side note to that movie. Yeah. That's uh that's pretty cool. Did you know that about that? Yeah, I did actually. Yeah. I did. Uh cuz I re- I mean the end of it I was it was just so weird that it would like kind of worked out that way. You just Yeah. You just wonder if that's uh part of the reason why the Red Sox won the World Series, you know, if you're a superstitious person. Hey, Fairly Brothers uh, mojo, you know? Yeah. But the funny thing is I'm pretty sure Jimmy Fallon is like a, I know he's from New York, so I'm pretty sure he's a Yankees fan. So that's what I, that was the other thing I was wondering why then like they should have just played it safe and gone with the Cubs and then they wouldn't have had to rewrite their script. Oh, slam. Love to get the Cubs slam in. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, the Cubs ended up winning the World Series, but you know. yeah, because of a freaking talk about superstitious a little ten minute rainstorm comes a blowing in. Yeah, no way they win that game if that there's not a, a momentum stopper. So I think some there was some entity that was had enough of the the Cubs woes and said, "I'm stepping in here. I'm intervening here." <laughs> Yep. It was probably the government. They shot some something up into those clouds to get the get a storm going. Podcast ended. Getting back to Freeland and the and Rocky's talk. Uh so he is, I guess, dressed as a professor. Is this a like a <laughs> A Zoom? Is it a Zoom or it's a it's a at home meeting? Yeah. Or what? Like yeah. What's the deal there? Video. Okay. I don't. Here's what you know. What with all that's been going on, the Zoom has popped up, and I'm sitting here thinking, what the hell happened to Skype? I thought Skype was the big thing, and now all I'm hearing about is Zoom. Yeah, Zoom's a a big. I don't know. Like their platform's a little bit better than Skype, but. Um, yeah, Zoom, like, really took off, and they're actually kind of new to all of, all of it, but Skype's out there, and then the Microsoft Teams, those are, like, kind of the three big ones, but, yeah, Business Skype is still one that people use, but, uh, Zoom is just has a real nice, friendly, user-friendly platform, and also it's, it's free, Mm. so up to, I think, 40 minutes or something, 45 minute uh meetings so maybe we should maybe we should start podcasting on zoom then we could have you know you you can sit in your room and i'll sit in my room and we can see each other you know yeah that includes not just through the glass but (laughs) yeah through (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> and that requires, though, then I'm going to have to put on some type of clothing garment. Yeah. Which isn't yeah. a huge I mean, deal, I suppose. I mean, it's not like, I mean, we could do the double, right? We could post that. We could record it and post that to YouTube or whatever. And then also, you know, do the, the podcast. So we could have the video and the, the audio. Yeah. And then, every, I mean, everyone's going to know that. Um, and just a refresher, folks, if you missed it, um, I am Yancy Almonte and he is Noel Cuevas. So, um, you know, who, Noel, you now play for those hated Cubs of yours. Yeah. How's that going? Uh, it sucks, <laughs> as you would expect. But you know what? Work is work and work sucks. <laughs> All right. Are we still talking about Freeland? Um, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, I felt like you were going somewhere with Freeland there, and, <laughs> no, I, and we got way off topic. But. I was just, I mean, we don't have an outline for this episode, so I, <laughs> it was just something I was <laughs> looking at before we started recording, and I thought it was uh, was interesting to bring up, I guess. Uh, it probably really isn't. probably really isn't. I yeah. was impressed. I, um, I mean, I'll say it. I was impressed by the, uh, I mean, the, uh, the, the, the trick shot chip shots. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go take a look at it now for sure. Um, see what, uh, what he's got going on there. But I guess when it comes to baseball talk, if we want to try to do some of that, um, I don't know if we, we never really kind of broke down the, the Rockies roster because it never was official, right? Like we never yeah. got to mm-hmm. fish official, but I was thinking maybe that's something that we could do. There, There's not a lot of, uh, I don't know, there's not a lot out there when it comes to the roster that is, like, there's not position battles, really, for the most part. Um, but there are some, some interesting things that uh, we could talk about in reference to the roster. Obviously, we know who's going to be playing third and short. Uh, but still, you know, second and first could potentially be up in the air. Uh, I think we know what's going to be going on at catcher. Um, for the most part, the rotation is probably pretty set with the exclusion of that fifth spot. And the outfield is, for the most part, set. The only uh, the only question marks would be, you know, what does the bench look like? And uh, and what does the bullpen look like? So, I don't know. What uh, what are your thoughts? What Who do you think is, I mean, is there any battles that, are now going to be like how do we how do we figure that out now with whatever comes back um how do the rockies figure that out to to determine the best fit for their opening day roster well i agree with i mean things are pretty much set other than uh reserves both outfield and in field, maybe I don't know. They they signed Chris Owings, and he got a lot of spring training playing time, and he was doing fairly well. Um, and then maybe the 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 backup catcher um, with you know, you, I would say you probably have you like Dom Nunez, but the only thing with that is he is also a left handed batter, so they might want to go with a Butera, or depending on how Elias Diaz did. 
Um, and then of course, uh, and then obviously the bullpen in that fifth spot, that fifth spot is still a, that fifth starter spot. Uh, probably looking at. Well, let's break it down. So <clears throat> Marquez, Gray, Freeland are pretty much locks. I'd like to think Lambert is a lock at the fourth. Uh, yeah. And then fifth, you look at. Oh no! So I'm sorry. Maybe Senzatella is a virtual lock at the fourth, and then the fifth is, you know, I would say Lambert leading the way, and then Chichi, Chichi Gonzalez, and uh, Hoffman, possibly Castanelli. I think for me, I love Hoffman. I rooted for him hard. He had a nasty curveball in Philadelphia that one night, but he just seems to not able to really get it going. So your question was how, what, I mean, I don't know. I almost feel silly for talking about this because why, why talk about a roster if there's not any, you know, any, any baseball going on or we don't even know. I mean, I think we're still in a holding pattern at this point. Um, I haven't seen any – I really haven't been paying that much attention. Oh, you also got Ubaldo, who, as I saw in Freeland's screenshot uh, photo that he posted with his professor freeballing gig uh, – not gig, uh, bit, comedy bit. Uh, Ubaldo had a little – his little picture up there, and he had this uh, beard and his – very gray and it looked actually really cool but that's a side note nice well i i definitely get what you're saying but at some point in time uh it's gonna have to be decided you know like maybe it's 2021 so yeah you're you're right it's it's not something we need to talk about but also to some extent we're rocky's podcast you know be good to get some rocky's news in and and keep things rocky's related but also with the understanding of everything that's going on, you know, it is hard to stay focused on that. Um, I don't know. And, you know, just maybe feel a little little bit of normalcy here while uh, things are quite unnormal. So that's why I was thinking, you know, maybe talk about that a little bit. But more, I guess more what I was thinking is like, how do you decide? Because I think you're right. I think you're, you're um, from the rotation, you got Marquez... Gray, Freeland, and and Sensatella, uh, and then how do you decide on that last spot with Chichi and Hoffman and uh, you know anyone else that might come up? It's probably you know right now it feels like it's going to be Chichi just because of how he kind of did last year to some extent. Lampert probably just needs some more seasoning in in AAA, but. You know, once you come back, like, how much time do you get to decide that? One week, two weeks? I mean, like, what, like, where are you at, and how do you make the decision? Well, that's kind of what I was saying. If you know, they might come out and say, if they say, "Listen, we're just going to jump into quote unquote regular games," then you probably have to base your decisions on last season's performances, and maybe I guess some of spring training what you saw in spring training it's hard for me to say because i didn't you know 
or really no one saw a lot of Rockies or the general fan, I guess I should say, didn't see a lot of, yeah. um, unless you were there, a lot of Rockies performance. But if they come out and say, Hey, we're going to do two weeks of like a mini warm up, then you can, you can throw them in the fire, Lambert and Hoffman and Chi Chi. Um, I don't know. I might disagree with you on that. If, if we had to decide now on that fifth starter spot, you said Chi Chi, you know, yeah, I did. I would go with Lambert just almost in in support of your argument of a little more seasoning for him. Now I know you meant probably at, at the AAA triple A level, um, but why not just just let him face those big league batters and and work it out there, especially in an an odd season anyway. You might as well let, let the young kid get his get his pitches in against top tier and I don't, batters. And I don't disagree with that if you're saying, hey, this season's just going to be, like, we're really not going to worry about competing this season. But I think that here's the thing with Lampert. Like, I think, yes, he got a lot of starts and, and did get a lot of experience, but Chi-Chi still is more that veteran, and he definitely gives you a better chance to win, excuse me, early. But, and that's why I was thinking Chi-Chi, because... You're, once you get going, you're talking about a shortened season. So each win or each game is going to matter a lot more. So you don't have time to to let these guys kind of work stuff out. Got to kind of get going right away. So that's why I was thinking Chi-Chi. Well, now that's under the impression that you're going out there to compete for the, like, the championship, whatever it ends up being called, for the COVID trophy, COVID-19 MLB 2020 trophy. Uh, but... If you're not, then yeah, you go you go with Lampert, and then it's like less pressure on him because he knows maybe the team's not necessarily worried about getting that uh, vaunted trophy at the end of the year, and he can actually focus on improving. So maybe you're right there, but I'd like what I've seen of Lampert so far is just not. Uh, Are you saying you know, Lampert? Nothing encouraging. Lampert. Okay, it sounded like you were saying Lampert with a P. Lambert. Lampert. Lampert. Lambert. 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 So, okay, say that again. You don't. You haven't seen a lot that you like from him at this moment, or from last. Not season? Not right now. No. Okay. No. And nothing that I. It's not like super discouraging because he just got thrown into a freaking tornado. Like no. Yeah. Like, what do you expect from him? So I'm, it's not like I'm I'm thinking, oh, the guy sucks. Why are you throwing him out there? What a piece of crap. Get him off the team type thing. No, that's not my... I'm just... I didn't see anything that I was like, oh, man. We, uh, we got to figure out a way to get him some reps to get seasoned in, in MLB, you know? Like, I still think that there's plenty of development for him is, I guess, what I'm saying. And no reason to rush that. Especially in a in a season like we're gonna have, so it's just you and I have the opposite viewpoint there. Yeah. Oh, and you can make the argument too, like he is a a young guy. Maybe you want to save his arm for future seasons. I don't know. Um, he did take down those down those Cubs though last season. Which yeah, was cool. Yes. So, Tw- yeah, twice his first two starts, those were like, all right, and then you know. The rails got a little loose after that. Yeah. All right. Well, 
let's let's move on to what who do you like for infield reserve i i'm under the impression if games started tomorrow you'd have nolan at third trevor at short ryan at second and and daniel the murfster the rainbow hater mr potato face interstellar untraceable at first base and then so you're left with kind of your secondary guys who do you who do you like who do you think okay good good question so right off the bat the like to me something that uh, an easy decision to me i guess is garrett hampson like right off the bat i'm like yeah he's he's gonna be there because he's versatile he really finished up the season strong there i mean he's he was looking really good at the at the end of the season you know Plus, he gives you all of the like additional attributes that you'd like to see in that reserve. You know, he's he's speedy. He can play second short. He can play the outfield if you need him to. Uh, he gets on base. He'll you know be a good leadoff man, which I think the Rockies just still to this day uh, haven't really figured out what they they're doing there. But I think that he's to me he seems like an easy call now. Other people might not think that way, but he seems easy. I think that one's easy. I think at this point in time, if uh, Brendan Rodgers is healthy, which I believe he is, you got to go with Rodgers and just figure out what you have there. It's too, I mean, there's nothing left for him to do in AAA. So you go with Rodgers initially uh, with a kind of a, a short rope, if you will. And then from after that, then it gets tricky. I don't like... You know, I guess you have Fuentes. Fuentes seems like the leader in the pack to me. It, that's what I'd I'd like to see. Um, but I guess there's there's maybe some other options there that that you'd like to go with. But I'd probably say Hampson, Rogers, Fuentes, because Fuentes can give you reps at third and first. So you like right. Yeah, and probably second in a pinch. I mean, I, I yeah. don't probably want to be your first choice, but definitely the corner, the corners, which is nice. Um, so you're thinking three infield reserves, yeah. okay? Yes. I mean, I guess you yeah. could. I don't like Hampson in center just because it's not necessarily natural for him. But you could right. argue he's a he's a could do outfield as well as infield um but yeah i think hampson for sure because he can and that but that's why i say three infield reserves because hampson really can fill you out on the outfield as well like that's the versatility there is is good enough like he's strong enough to play a, a spot in the outfield on you know not on a regular basis but you know frequently enough that you don't need to to go with the uh, the outfielder there, right? I like him because you know he can play both up the middle, second and short. Um, the Rogers thing is tricky though because you know you say he he doesn't have much to prove in AAA, or I mean, um, what how did, how, did you, how did you phrase it? He he. He's a, he doesn't have a lot more development in AAA. Right. I mean, there's not a lot more you can get from him there. Right. But then the problem is if he's on your bench, would you rather have him get getting consistent everyday 
triple A at bats, or would you rather him be kind of a platoony a platoony guy only playing sparingly at the big league level? I'd rather see them move Ryan McMahon to first well, and Brendan Rogers fully playing second on an everyday basis. I agree. With Murphy being the veteran bat off the bench. I, but I like that. Uh that's what I'd like to see, but and and you know they would push for it too. They're gonna push for Brendan to get in there and at least get his get a good chunk of his shot. You know, they're not gonna Right. But yeah. then of course with him as well as he's dealing with some nagging injuries, you know, hopefully this time off he can heal from that. But yeah, I guess you probably gotta put him on you gotta see he's you know, he's not getting any younger by any means and got to get him out there, I suppose. And, you know, who who knows with the Murphy situation, what they really have in mind. I like Fuentes. Already talked about that. Uh, but I don't know. It's hard for me to have three. And I don't like Hampson as, a, as an outfielder, but – I don't know. I it it's hard too without having seen these guys really play at all this season. You know, it's hard. Obviously, we got the the uh, the vets, Nolan and Trevor, Murphy trimmed up a little bit, and then you kind of know what you got with Ryan McMahon. So yeah, and you you kind of know what you have with Hampson. See, my thing is. I don't like that you have Hampson and Rogers. Oh, you got to go one or the other. One or the other. At second. The problem with... I like Hampson because he's the fast guy. I, I dig speed. I just do. Um, Rogers, we still... We don't know dick about Rogers, Really. You know? Unless you're out there watching his Lancaster at-bats. <laughs> <laughs> but... That's why I'm saying, like, you got to find out for with him. I mean, it's like, I know, no, Cooper, get off the pot. Okay, you know, last episode, <laughs> I've dropped a, I dropped some. You dropped a lot. I think you some you, s's. You dropped more than I did, and I was very surprised. And just for the record, I've been trying to have an episode this season without any curse words, and. It's borderline impossible. Um, even, I think you're going to make it this episode. I don't know. I think I just said one. Oh, but there was well, an yeah, episode. I don't think it was last episode. I think it was the episode prior. And we finished recording, and I thought, yes, that was it. We did it. That was the one. And when I was going through it, there were like, there were at least um, half a dozen in there that I just didn't even know about so yeah that's just how natural it can be sometimes yeah. all right well i don't know i don't I don't think there's much left to say about the infield do you want to move on to the outfield or do you have a final i'll just thought? so i'll just say one thing about the infield the the one wild card i think is still welker because to me it's like he's like on the verge and right there and welker uh, like i'm ready to see him yeah Like Welker? he's gonna play like at some, yeah. Okay, carry us through. You, so you, what's that? 
carry us through the you, thought process on this. Well, I like I think that he is. Uh, he's also that he's also kind of in that same spot of Rogers, not in the fact that you see his name all over the place because he's this like amazing prospect, but he is a top prospect for the Rockies and he's proven what he needs to prove in triple a. So it's like eventually at some point you got to get him some at bats in major league and he's, he's ready and we've seen some good things from him uh, in, you know, spring training and in some other aspects. And we got to know from the third base standpoint, we kind of got to know uh, where we're going and where where does he like where is his spot? So if it's not with the Rockies because we have long term solution at third base, Nolan Arenado, you know where is his spot? And if we don't have a spot for him, now's the time to showcase him and get like get him uh, trade ready. You know, get him tradable. That's my thought on him. Now I know that there's a bunch of guys that technically would be from a prospect standpoint would technically be ahead of him in the in the aspect of you know prospect rankings but i do think that he's he's ready as far as uh development is concerned and that's why i think he's kind of the question mark out there i i mean like i said i didn't go with him in my final but He's in that same position as Rogers, where it's like, hey, we got to figure out what we want to do with these guys, and we can't just let them sit on the farm and end up being nothing, you know? I agree with that 100%. Here's my thing with Welker. One, he hasn't taken a single AAA at bat. So last year he was in Hartford, AA, uh, hit 252 in 98 games. Um, and the thing with Welker is his body has changed drastically since even, even two seasons ago, a season ago. And so that essentially turns him into first base only, which is fine, but the Rockies are kind of, they're, they're stacking up at that first base, uh, spot. You know, they have Levine, they Phil Nevin, not Phil Nevin, Tyler Nevin is still out there. Uh, and then Toglia, their first pick from last season. So I think, I think Welter, oh, man, it's embarrassing. Welker, Welker <laughs> is is probably and and you got Nolan anyway. Now, given that whole scenario with the opt out and all that stuff, who knows there, you know? But but I will say Welker. To your point, he did. He was kind of crushing in spring training uh was hitting 438 and 11 games 23 plate appearances no bombs but a couple doubles i a uh, 1.128 ops if you like that stat um let's see what he did he did play in the fall league uh and and about 100 100 plate appearances, hit 229, uh, no bombs. So I don't know. I'm, I don't think Welker is a, I don't know. I wouldn't put him in the conversation for 2020 barring, you know, injuries or, or something like that or, but who knows? He could have, he could have continued with spring training and maybe this is kind of what you were basing your 
thoughts on was, you know, if he finishes spring training with a, you know, with those numbers, 438 average, like to see the power up a little bit. But, um, yeah, I don't, I think there's, I think at this point for me, I'd rather see a, um, a, a Josh Fuentes, unless you commit to kind of a full rebuild and then you just, then you get rid of Murphy and, um, I don't know, Desmond, I guess, if you could, I don't know, but yeah, I, I, I guess we're going to have to disagree on the, the Welker as well. Yeah. I mean, just to be clear, I didn't say that I, I want him. I'm just saying that I think he's a wild card. I think that he's going to be ready. He'll be ready in 2020. Well, you know, assuming a normal season. Well, that's which what we're I'm not saying. Have, it's so. like, it's tough to, we can't have a conversation of that we would have last summer or last spring. You know, there's different circumstances are, are vastly different. So, because um, no one's playing right now. I mean, you could speculate. We could speculate and say, hey, you know, Welker was, I think even if he would have had, they would have played a regular spring training and he had really good spring numbers. I still, he would have had to really, really impressed to, um, to make the yeah, roster. Cause Rogers is going to be on there. I mean, even if he would have had a terrible spring, right. I think we right. already established yeah. that. So but that's what I'm saying. That's why I just said he's a wild card out there. Like, you know, it, based on the the what the Rockies have on their roster, you know, you have um, McMahon and Hampson and Murphy, and you got to kind of figure out what to do with those, and Rogers, and you had to kind of figure out what to do there. And, of course, you have Nolan and, and Story, so... The, the bigger issue, I guess, overall is from from the standpoint of what do we do at shortstop? You know, like what, where are we at there? You know, is that going to be Hampson? I mean, I know we were with Story, but assuming, let's say something happens, Story gets injured, or I think that from the standpoint of the infield, we're good at all positions. You know, first base obviously is a question mark, but you got Toglia, and and I think that you're you've got some other people there. But shortstop is the real issue long term, I guess. If if something were to happen to Story and he's injured, then you got Hampson. I'm just saying. Talk about. I'm just saying, like. Well, I know, but I'm just saying from a from a depth standpoint, I feel like the Rockies continue to do nothing at shortstop, which is good, I guess, for Story, but. I mean, I guess Rogers goes there, right? Rogers or Hampson. I yeah. I think the bigger issue is, are you going to be able to sign Story long term? Yeah, that's what. I, and also, that's what I'm thinking. I'm yeah. just saying from a depth standpoint, I feel like they're not doing anything to address that position. Whereas it's like we got all these third basemen and first basemen and guys that could be you know one or the other, but uh, we're really nowhere on. On shortstop, well, maybe Brendan Rogers. I guess Roger, is the, there, that's where Rogers they're at. and Hampson. I mean, that was his position coming through. Uh, yeah, but maybe they do plan on signing Story long term. Who and that's why, um, you know, they don't have 
that depth there. I don't know. I think they kind of screwed themselves with, well, maybe not screwed themselves, but they signed Nolan to this long-term deal, yippee, hooray, with a three-year opt-out. And, you know, my first initial thought was that Nolan wanted the opt-out for obvious reasons, but then I, I I read some report that it was actually the club that wanted the opt-out, which doesn't make any sense. So, so when you have that opt-out, you have story only under control for this season and next, and this season's almost even a lost season, you could say. Depend, I mean, obviously, depending on how everything works. That's why I was it, but so then you're scared to get rid of Rogers and Hampson, right? Because you don't know. Yeah. And I think this also goes to your point of having guys even after Rogers and Hampson. Now there's Taron Vavra is out there. I think he's more of a, a second baseman though. Uh, switch hitting second baseman out of Minnesota, I believe the golden Gophers. Uh, Valade was a shortstop when they drafted him, but I think they've since turned him into a third baseman outfielder. Um, so yeah, they, you're right. I mean, at least I'm sure there's obviously there's players. I mean, maybe that's why they went out and signed Chris Owings. Um, you know, that Craig Stamets, he was having a pretty good, was, is it Craig? Let me look here. Uh, he was having a pretty good spring until things ended. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, that, that's a big, that's a big question, um, story long-term. Yeah. Eric so, I mean, but I think Eric. that's, I think that's definitely why they go out there and sign Owings. You th- really? Yeah. I think that they got a little nervous with that last year and they like, look at their pipeline and it's like, shh, no, like no one's ready. I mean, really Rogers and Hampson are our fill in and, and that's going to happen, you know, and I guess you don't feel you don't feel horrible with those two guys there. But then, you know, then what do you do with like off days and that kind of stuff? I guess you platoon those two guys, which is fine. But I think that they definitely got nervous there from that aspect of it. But for the whole the all of this comes down to last year, like makes is makes no sense signing Daniel Murphy because of where you're yeah. at with the guys yeah. that you have and where they're ready. And so it's like, why the H heck, why the shoot? No, why the fudge are you signing Daniel Murphy? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And just to, so they do have Taryn Vavra listed as a shortstop. So he he's their fifth fifth prospect ranked right now. Uh, he is a college guy. And did I say he was a switch hitter? I was wrong about that. He's just a lefty only. So they do have him. He's 22 years old. Um, I wonder if I can get some stats here. Would you be interested? If I could get some stats on Taryn Vavra, would you be interested? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I can get some stats pretty quick. I mean, I'm looking at him right now. I was, oh, I was let's hear doing him. a thing. <laughs> career yeah so, Do, like, i would be interested what's what's vavra got so for us he is a uh last year he played in Asheville, just single a so he's still i thought he was uh i thought he was in hartford so single a still pretty low but he hit uh of course no one gives a fudge oh here we go okay 318 
batting average in 102 games. So that's um, I don't. Do you happen to know the full minor league season? I don't. It's shorter. I know that, but I don't know by how much. But anyway, 318, uh, 10 bombers, 32 doubles, which is sexy as hell. I like that for a you know a guy who you don't really expect to be a a power though we're getting spoiled with story you know and we've been spoiled with Tulowitzki but generally those shortstops aren't I mean there's rare there's occasions you know Jeter and the cheater <laughs> Rodriguez <laughs> reference yeah nice I nice. used to really like you Alex almost maybe even my favorite player and then you go and have to pull the type of shit you pulled anyway so Vavra still, you know, it looks they have him listed as Lancaster. Maybe that's where he was going to start this season. But um, but after that, I mean, we get pretty low on the list to guys you never heard of. Amador, yeah, Tovar, which is a great Ezekiel Tovar. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have problems rooting for a guy named Ezekiel Tovar. Yeah, that's pretty cool. E.T., if you will. Let's see. Or no, is it? Okay, Welker. So they have the E.T.A. estimated time of arrival, and they have 2020 for Welker. So, yeah. Yeah. So all that being said, I, I talked about concerns of shortstop, and while we were talking about this, I pulled up the the 30 list that you were talking about prospects, top 30 prospects of the Rockies. And all that being said, not one. Not one prospect on the top 30 for the Rockies, just the Rockies themselves, not one of them is a catcher. Yeah, that's crazy, man. The Rockies haven't had really a, a catching prospect since Willene, Willene Rosario. Uh, I don't know where – I think Nunez, Dom, was on that list, but pretty far down it. But that's why, I don't know, maybe you use some of your your chips, your Rogerses or your Hamsonses to trade for. You know, we all love Tony, but he – you know, he's he's not – you know, you want to have a pretty full and you need a pretty full and complete team to be competing with, with, with things, but who knows, maybe Tony could turn it around. You never know. Yeah. But, but either way, you still need to have some kind of prospect there behind the plate. Even if, even if you have a JT real Muto, you want some kind of just, just because you want to have a pretty, pretty well-rounded rounded farm system. Exactly. And going back yeah. to your earlier point about stocking up on these middle infielders and third basemen. I mean, they took this yes. Aaron Schunk last season, I think in the second round, uh, uh, a college third baseman, nonetheless. nonetheless. Now, may, who knows, maybe they have plans on, on switching positions, but... Um, I do think it's tough for catching prospects because the ones that are good get taken like one, two, or three in the draft. 
And then after that, there's really, you know, pickings are slim. So I do think that is an issue just with the position in general. Um, so, and you don't, maybe you should have traded up to get Adley Rutschman, you know, trade a Brend, trade Brendan and Hampson. I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough call, but uh, I mean, the Rockies have always had problems at catcher and I mean, we'll see where they, what they can do, but they can't even sign good catchers, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's, we'll see. We'll see. There's nothing. I guess there's like right now it doesn't feel like there's uh anything wrong with Tony. Um but there's nothing like spectacular about him either. I, I mean I guess not even spectacular. He's just real like in all reality he's just real streaky, both defensively and offensively. And it doesn't seem like that when you like if you're just watching it on an everyday, you know, basis but if you break it down and you look at like look at him from season to season in the past three seasons that he's you know been a catcher you know it's like he's real sporadic and so we'll see where he ends up being but he'll always have that uh game-winning hit against the cubs so (laughs) i don't ever want to don't ever want to rip him because of that yeah in in a quote-unquote playoff situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's enough about the infield. Uh, I don't think we have to go over a catcher. <laughs> no, I mean... Because we only have two catchers, I think. Yeah. So but, I mean, they're... That's that. They're, they draw, They brought Butera back, who is, you know, oh, a yeah. veteran guy. And then they, they did pick up uh, Elias Diaz, who, I don't know. I mean, they say... He's better than the numbers show because of his his he had an illness last season. So I don't know. I like I like Dom for just the pure power. I mean, you know, in in yeah. today's baseball, if you're not hitting at least ten home runs at any position, you're almost useless. You know? Almost mm-hmm. useless. And so when you go out there and you hit one bomb. It's just, it's, I don't know as a, as a full-time starter, at least as a catcher. And that, yeah. And that's kind of what you want out of your catcher. You know, he's going to probably be, you know, in maybe in that eight hole and you just want him to one, be able to, from a at bat standpoint, you want him to be able to work a count mm-hmm. and you want him to be able to hit a Jack every now and then yeah. more frequently than not, you know, mm-hmm. That's what you want offensively. And then you want him to be able to, you know, call good games and throw runners out and all that yeah, stuff. And I think that's the one big unknown for fans on Nunez. We just haven't seen enough yeah. of that from him defensively. So, right. Okay. So, outfield. Is that one pretty straightforward? It seems pretty it straightforward. Seem, honestly. It seems like it is, but I don't think it is. Okay. Tell me, tell me your thoughts there. Well, my thoughts are obviously Chuck Chuck and Wright. Yeah. Center field, I mean, more than likely it will be David Dahl, who has, he has continued to play um, his the MLB show games. And there was this, I saw this little 
clip and it said, uh, dog gets no hit by, uh, I think Lucas Giolito. And then I watched it. It's a four second video. And all it is, is he's looking at the, the box score and he goes, I just got no hit. That's going to be a story. <laughs> but anyway, so Davy double in center. I, I don't know if I like that. Honestly, especially from a defensive standpoint, yeah, from or, a defensive standpoint, yeah, I just yeah. really don't. I, but I mean, he will be there. And then left field, I think is you want to say Desmond more than likely it will be a platoon. I like Hilliard uh, going back to the power surge. Uh, I like Tappy a lot, but I just don't. I think his time is up for a Rocky. I think he could go somewhere else and do really well. I don't see. I like Hilliard better for the power purposes. And we keep hearing these things of Tappy is bulking up. And and I just, I don't see that as his type of baseball game, you know, (laughs) which is contradictory to my previous statement of if you can't hit 10 home runs or more, you're useless. So I don't know. What the hell am I saying? Um, well, that, I mean, that's why you're saying you don't like him, though. You know, it's like, although he's going to hit 10, run, 10 home runs probably, but I would say, yeah. But I like Daza because one, the name, and two, the defense. Again, we haven't yeah. seen it on full display yet, but, you know, we talk about or we don't, but others talk about Coors Field and the the vast space out there all the time. Why, you know, why not have a guy that can really go out there and play that thing? Maybe you sacrifice a little on those home runs. I, I bet Jonathan, given a full season, could hit ten home runs. But I mean, Blackman, Dahl, and and Desmond probably would be your your starters if you had to. Um, I, I'm fine with that. And then you get to your, I like Hilliard because he's a lefty could get you a good lefty pinch hit at bat. And then, um, and that's the other thing. Tapia is also a lefty. So, right. You know, I think Tapia would be good trade, trade bait and Daza. If there's enough room, you know, there are 26 now is the new norm. So depending on what you do with the bullpen, though, I, I right, uh, 15 or you can only have 13 pitchers. So if you do five, then you, you can have at least eight bullpen guys. And so you're going to definitely, the Rockies are going to definitely have eight bullpen. So that would leave you with, you know, 26 minus 13, which is 13, do the math. I'm not going to do it because it's Sunday and I don't do math on any days, but I specifically, I specifically don't do math on Sundays. Yeah, that's probably a good rule in general. I like that. So what do you think for outfield? Man, I think exactly what you said. I mean, I think the outfield needs to be going into it. It needs to be black men, Desmond and Dahl for for your starters. And then you have Tapia and Hilliard for your reserves. And then of course you have Hampson, of course, on the infield right. as a as a basically another 
another outfielder. So that's the way I think the roster looks. looks. But I would like to see Tapia to get kind of some, end up getting a lot of playing time with Desmond maybe taking a, I hate to say this because I love the guy so much, but taking more of a reserve role and, and really showcase Tapia to get him traded, like you said. Get something decent out of him and then move Daza up as a defensive center fielder. And I don't like I don't know what his what his look from the offensive side would be, uh, but I do think that his if they say what he is defensively is true, then I like him there, uh, just because ultimately you need you need some some good defense in center field, and we haven't seen that in a while, and especially with Coors, like you said, and I think he can get to ten home runs. Last year, I guess, in AAA, he hit 11 home runs, which, of course, is AAA, so I don't know if that's a bad sign or a good sign or what, but I think that he's not going to hurt you offensively once he gets enough reps in at the plate, and eventually I'd like to see him there, Tapia probably gone. Well, Tapia or Desmond gone, you know, but it's not going to be Desmond, so see Tapia gone. With some value, right? Get some value back for him. And then uh, that's the way I would ultimately like to see the outfield look. But you can't you can't do anything with... The only person you can do something with is Hilliard. So you could have Daza instead of Hilliard, but I, I wouldn't like that. But the other guys are out of options or like big-time veterans. Yeah. So, you know, you're not going to do anything with those those guys, you know? So, and Dahl, you absolutely have to have on the team. I mean, the dude was an all-star. When he's healthy, he's a legit all-star. Yeah. I mean, he can hit. The guy can hit. He's got power. He can hit for average. I mean, he is legitimately, like, scary good when he's healthy. <laughs> he is. But. And I think I said it last season or maybe the season previous, but from my eye, I feel like he's the best pure hitter on the team. Just from a yeah. bat-to-ball standpoint. You know, obviously Nolan is Nolan and Trevor is Trevor and Charlie is Charlie, and they're really good, and they put the ball over the wall and in the gaps. But Dahl, the, he can – just his bat manipulation through the zone is r- just really good. Just really good. Yeah. Yeah. But, of course, like you said, man, I mean, got to – Gotta be on the field to to showcase it. Yep. And I would like maybe I should amend my my ten home run statement. Um, maybe it needs to be more along the lines of an an OPS because if you look at uh, you look at Daza last year in ninety games, eighty nine specifically in AAA, he hit three sixty four as an average, had those eleven home runs, but also had thirty doubles. Which oh. is not, I like the double. I'm a big fan of a double, especially, you know, top of so the... So what was his OPS? They don't... Was it, is it not on that little listed, list? Which is just, isn't that ridiculous? That is ridiculous. And again, I don't do math on Sundays, so we're not yeah. going to get it. Um, <laughs> let's see if I can get Tony's here. Well, what was Tapia? So Tapia, from the Major League standpoint, I think he hit... 
Did he hit? He, I'll bet he got 10 home runs last year. Yeah, I mean, he, he's got the power stroke for sure. There's no denying that. Uh, Tony, just because it's in front of my face, Tony Walter's OPS last season was 666. Uh, mm. Not flashy mm. by any means. Okay, so here's Tapia. He had nine home runs mm. with a 724 OPS. But also in limited so, duty. Limited duty, yep. Uh, so, I mean, he could, he could get there. 724 is not great. It's like below league average, I think. Really? Mm-hmm. But it's not bad. It's not like, it's not 600. What is it? Oh, on, on base plus slugging, is that what that means? Yeah, yes. I'm going to break my rule. You're doing math? I'm doing it. You're just going to add it in, huh? Just going to do a add it simple. Up. Figure it out. So Daza's <laughs> triple A OPS was 952. 952. Mm, see, now that is good. Yeah. That you like. That we like. So that's why would that's why we you know it's tough because you would have liked to seen Daza have a bunch of reps in spring this season and see if he could you know rise up to the challenge of being uh, a guy being a guy yeah yep rise up all right well that I mean that's pretty much the roster right did we go oh we could go over the bullpen I'm not. I don't, I don't know. know enough about. Plus, we're already kind of. I don't know if. I, I, <laughs> one, I don't know enough about it. Two, we're kind of getting to the end of things anyway. Um, yeah. Well, maybe that's something you know. Unless some breaking news happens <laughs> next week in Rockies baseball, uh, we'll go over the bullpen next week. Maybe do a little research and. Oh boy. And talk about that. Well, maybe we won't, though. Maybe we won't. Tune in to find out. Yeah, there's only one way to know. Tune in to find out. Yeah. So, all right. Well, anything else you want to get out before we get out? I do. Okay. Thanks for listening. Go Rockies.